Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I am your host, James Marshall, and together with my world-class coaching team, we'll be discussing topics on natural style seduction, masculine, feminine, dynamic, lifestyle design, sexuality, personal change, and so much more. Stay tuned for today's episode. In the shorter term, it may seem to be more painful to go out and face rejection, right? Which is what the 45% of men who never do it say the reason why is 70% of the reason why is because of the fear of rejection. I get it. I understand. I have been rejected probably at least a thousand times, if not multiple thousand times more than you or almost any other man will ever talk to a woman. Does that make sense? Because I have talked to the many thousands, right? I've been doing this on and off. And it's again, when I, it's a utility, it's a skill set. I use it when I need it, which is when I'm single or when I'm feeling greedy and I want another one or, you know, when I'm teaching or when I feel like I want to get into a city, I want to socialize, I want to not be a stranger. You know, I want to go and charm somebody. I want to make friends, right? These are all seduction abilities. It's not just about getting sex from a woman. It's all those other things. And I know that it has been absolutely worth doing it and going through more rejections than you will ever have to because I wanted to be, you know, the best. I wanted to get the top tier women and I made it into a profession and at some points an obsession, probably an unhealthy one at certain points. Again, I'm not here to push the pick up chicks till you die kind of ethos. It's like, no, learn to pick up to be good with women in general so you can get an awesome woman, an awesome woman. And if you're in a period in your life where it makes sense to ethically date multiple women, then you could do that. If you want to have one person that's in some kind of casual thing because that works for where you're at with your studies and your work and your travel at this point, you could do that. If you want to transition that into finding someone to commit to in some form or another for some period of time, then you can do that. And all of the positives and the real human nourishment that comes along with it, with that, which is, I think, anyway, I could be wrong, not really accessible anywhere else. Yeah, we can get a lot from community, from friends, from a puppy, from spending time in nature, from introspection, from meditation, you know, from dealing with people in all sorts of other ways, but nothing beats it, right? And if you haven't experienced it, maybe you have to take that on faith, but it is absolutely so worth it, right? Because I look back over the multiple different relationships I've had in my life, and I think fondly back, some of them ended awfully, right? Some of them ended with bad things happening. I won't go into it, but you know, anything you can imagine has happened. I don't regret those though. Uh, maybe I regret certain things I did or regret that she did certain things or, you know, the, the way it was handled. And yeah, there's things I can learn from relationships and do an autopsy on it and try not to make those mistakes or maybe be more judicious about choosing a partner for a particular type of relationship and so on. But I'm glad I spent, you know, 22 to 24 with that girlfriend, I won't say her name, because we had that experience, that love, that journey, those confusions, those fights, those makeups. You know, and all, all the stuff that went along with that until it was time for that to change and for me to be single again and to be like, okay, what's my choice here? Be in the market or be out of the market. And remember, there's not one market. It's like every woman lives within her own little sexual market. Maybe there's no one else competing right now or, or she's already friend-zoned the three guys that she thought that, you know, that might've been prospects. And you come in as fresh blood, not doing the nice guy, friendy hanging around, pretending not interested thing, and you bowl up to her and you hit her with a wave of gentlemanly direct masculinity 
that she goes, whoa, I haven't experienced that in a while or maybe not ever because no one fucking does it anymore, right? Because men don't approach women well. Okay, yeah, women will get wolf whistled or they'll have guys try and, you know, ask for directions or at clubs they might roll over drunkenly and try and say something or in their social circle or at work or studies, guys, you know, might try and get near them in some kind of way. Like, yes, men will try all sorts of ineffective strategies because we're horny and we want women. Uh, so, yeah, there'll be male attention of some sort, but a lot of that's white noise. A lot of that is not appealing to her because of the way it's delivered, because it's the time's already passed for that with that guy or whatever. And you can hack the system by not trying to battle it out within one tiny social circle, not trying to battle it out on digitally online, whether that's through, you know, clout-based game on Instagram or whether it's grinding the fucking apps, which we've all talked about many times. We know that they're hell. And stacked against everyone, I mean, almost all men, except for like a tiny percentage of, you know, visually particularly appealing men or whatever. And, but once again, reality is still out there until everyone plugs into neuro fucking AI net or whatever. In, I mean, I, and that's going to happen soonish. And then a normal, this, this like me filming and saying words was going to be so redundant, huh? Like, AI will write the script for me. You'll be able to put an avatar up of me. I'm like, right now, it's still just me, James Marshall, with no script, talking to a camera. I promise it's real. Okay, who knows where that's all going to end up. But I suspect, uh, you know, my, my industry is not going to die. I suspect that men are still going to be interested in women. Women still interested in men. And they're going to want to get together. And, and even if there'll be a big momentary change where suddenly if we plug the thing in, everyone looks sexy and whatever, that people will play with those games. But then there will be backlashes against that as well, where an individual woman and thousands and millions of them will be like, I want a real man, a real man in, in the sense that he's really in front of me and a real man who exhibits the metrics in the sexual markets that ultimately make the difference. Okay. So we know that the ones that are talked about is looks. Can we adjust that? Yeah, to some degree. Fitting under looks, what I would say is, you know, very briefly, it's grooming and style and visual presentation in terms of gesture, movement, vocal tonality, eye contact, those are the things that will make a man attractive, right? Yes, there will, okay, there's a particular, you know, that particular face and build and whatever that if you give a woman a bunch of photos, she'll be like, that's the hot dude, that's the not hot dude. Okay, let's not be naive. But women date a man if they think he's sexy, right? If they find him attractive. It's not an arbitrary, absolute scale of attractiveness. So if the man, you know, presents well, he, he dresses in, has a style that works. He's groomed. His hygiene's good. His nails are cut and he's not dirty. He speaks with a lower vocal tonality. He's able to make good commu communication and eye contact. He gestures in a way that's not erratic and nervous. You know, he holds himself well. Like all that stuff ties together to make the man sexy. You know, there are pl plenty of men that I have taught and plenty of collaborators that I've hung out with, guys that became exceptional with women. Uh, who are very clearly average in looks, right? Very clearly of average height, of average like symmetry, of average, you know, like a bit fat, a bit skinny, you know, all those, all those kinds of things. But to individual and ultimately many different individual women, to them, that man was really fucking sexy, right? So that's stuff that you can work on. And again, the thing that will make, one of the things that makes, if not, yeah, I mean, one of the most important things that makes a man sexy is seeing him, him, him in action. And in action for most women in this context is going to be 
the way that he goes and actually tries to start something with her, with directness, with boldness, with calibration, with emotional sensitivity and empathy, you know, with with uh, some understanding of what the female situation might be like, so that it's not just a subject object thing where I'm trying to like press buttons to unlock this kind of robotic thing to get sex or something. That I'm actually seeing her as a as a real human being and getting to know her, you know, in in her emotional strokes and and the way that she is as an individual person. Those things will matter much more than the benchmark of, you know, looks. If you're enjoying today's episode and you'd like to find out more about the services and information that the Natural Lifestyles provide, then check out our show notes where you'll see links to all of our other resources, including our YouTube channel, TikTok, and most importantly, our workshop schedule. TNL team is constantly on the road, traveling the planet, and teaching the world's most high-end, bespoke, and personalized coaching workshops for men, teaching you how to date women in everyday situations without the use of cheesy lines or those goddamn apps. Check it out, and now back to the episode. The other thing that I'll wrap up with, but I've mentioned this before, that makes a massive difference in terms of your value as a man is absolutely your sexual ability. Now, this can be a bit of a catch-22 in the sense that if you don't have any or little sexual experience with a woman, then how do I get sexual experience so that a woman finds me attractive because of my sexual experience? Okay, yes, there is a can be problems there, but there is definitely things that you can do in advance to research that and to study that because the best lovers are not men who have 10 tricks that they do the same on every woman. They're men who, yes, understand you know her anatomy and understand positioning and understand different technical aspects, choking to spanking to hair pulling to dirty talk to maneuvering around to sensual touch to different types of breathing to angles. Like there's so many you know particular pieces of the, of the toolkit, but it's the man that is adaptable and is actually able to, without ego, but with clarity, communicate and navigate with the partner that becomes the best that she's ever had. And as someone that, without any arrogance, can clearly say I have been the best that most of the women that I've been with have had because I gave a shit, because I learned, because I've practiced, because I've studied, because I've asked lots of questions, because I was willing to drop my ego and really wanted to learn and become the best. It's it's actually not that hard to become the best any woman has ever had unless she, I don't know, she, she happened to be with some absolute stud superstar because most men don't care to or they're embarrassed to find out what they don't know. And that's understandable. You know, where do you learn about sex? Mostly from porn or from kind of, you know, dirty locker room talk or bragging or little tidbits from here or there on the internet. And so it's hard for a man to learn, especially a man that doesn't have a lot of experience. So to recap, the important things to take away from today's video is, yes, sexual markets exist. We're not just fighting in a singular market, that these countless numbers of markets intersect and that there is the ability for mobility within them. And the factors that are going to make the most difference, the ones that are inside your control, especially, are your proactivity. It's becoming sexy by doing. The vast majority, unfortunately, of men are not doing the doing, right? If we're trying to compete in the digital space, then that is going to be demoralizing. But if we are going to compete against whatever this individual woman's other options are, then that's a much more doable thing. Learning the art, the science, the discipline of cold approach, that is just meeting strangers. And that doesn't always mean running up and down the most busy streets uh, in a metropolitan area and approaching 10 girls a day. It means sometimes talking to women consistently. In, and there's, there are, for most people, there are infinite numbers of possibilities where you could do that. And to know that 
the things that I can affect is, yes, my grooming and my looks. And sure, go to the gym and put on some weight or lose some weight. You know, those things, okay, they, they will add some degree of passive value to you. But really, women don't make those decisions mostly based on that. They're actually not always trying to upgrade to the next hotter or slightly richer guy. That's just not the fact of it. Yes, you can find plenty of examples of someone, a woman jumping ship to a guy that's richer or something, but you can find many, many more examples of a woman who is emotionally connected to a man will be often extremely loyal to him. If she loves him, respects him, finds him sexy, and she feels good with him because he has developed the abilities to be chill, to communicate emotionally, to touch and fuck well, to lead her to share with her, like, you know, they may, may, may kind of sound like Disney stuff except for the fucking bit. But this is, again, what humans really, really want. Yeah, people can get distracted by all the shiny things and the glitz and the glamour and the validation and, and some women and some men will be totally lost in that for weeks, months, years and possibly a lifetime. But many will not. Many are looking for nourishment and in uh, of a deeper type. And as that becomes scarcer, it becomes more valuable, actually. So don't discount what the humanity that you have to offer a woman. How much pleasure you could actually give her by holding her and cuddling with her and pleasing her sexually and just spending chill time with her or cooking a meal together, going for a walk. Like These are simple human experiences that ultimately this is what couples want to do together, right? Forget about the, you know, the top tier club chick who's jetting around the world and, and uh, you know, is an Instagram model or whatever. Yeah, there's, there are ways to get into that and that's a whole other thing, but it's not necessary and, and ultimately I don't think we'll be nourishing for most men and often it's just not possible. You're just not going to compete in that particular type of international market. You don't need to. You need to be able to have skills enough, confidence enough, and confidence is developed by doing. It's not, you don't do it in advance. You don't, you know, practice and study and get your confidence and then you go out, you go out, you get on dates. And you will feel unconfident in the moment and then you'll just go, oh, so anyway, um, what's the plan for summer? And then you'll be confident with that question and she'll start putting something back and then there'll be uh, a moment where suddenly the conversation has its own energy and she's invested in this as well. And then I just need to lead it and then I'm like, I'm confident with this or I haven't been here before and so I need to go through it unconfidently so that next time I, I have mapped that territory more or less previously so I know where to go next time. Right. We can't, you can't avoid this. You, there's no way to you know, have it just install into you. There's not really any way to uh, work around it. And there shouldn't be either because as I mentioned earlier in the video, there are so many correlating benefits that you get by being social, by being seductive, by taking risks, by going and meeting rejection because it will, it will inevitably happen. This is going to be a process where you step into the open markets and then various people, and if and quite often the majority of them will reject you. That's okay as long as eventually someone says yes, which they will. It's not, it's not uh, impossible. It's not a moonshot goal. Single women also want a date. You just need to find one, and you need to practice your communication skills, and you need to get competent enough that she can go. She can see the sexiness that is inherent in you, which it is. There is something sexy about you. There is a masculine core in you. It'll be developed in your own unique way. It'll be expressed in, in, in a very specific way that's to you. You don't need to emulate or clone yourself to any avatar of what 
is perceived to be sexy man. There are so much very there is so much variation on it, but ultimately it comes down to the ability to lead, to connect, to sexually please, and to be like the raw, authentic self that you are, as a man who is on his journey, which I said before is optional. Actually, to be on a hero's journey or not, it doesn't. It just doesn't just happen. You have to choose it, and you have to re-choose it over and over again, right? And yeah, that's the burden of being a man. But it's also the the gift of being a man is that I get to choose autonomy over and over again. And I can fall over and I can fall off the wagon and into the ditch. And I can have moments of despair and moments where it feels like it's not going to work. And I can be totally out of the market, completely not involved at all. And then I can go, fuck it. And I can pick myself up and I can step back out and go, I'm back on the market, ladies. And, uh, and I think that's you know, a beautiful thing to carry with you is that you do have the choice, right? And you are making a choice one way or another. You know, not making the choice passively is a choice. And at least you know where that's going to go. We, we all know the short-term outcome of that and the short-term comfort we might have of escaping. But trust me, I've seen it in the eyes of men in their 50s, 60s who missed it. And it's brutal to watch, right? Because there is all those years and all that time which has passed. Right, which you cannot get back. It's way better to have spent, especially your early years, not the only thing, okay? You got other stuff to do. There are times we have to put your head down and focus on work or study or whatever, but don't miss your 20s socially or sexually. It's hard to get that back. It can be, you know, they're okay, it's never too late, but it is, it can be late and it can be very late and eventually it will be too late. So there's your warning and your inspiration. Carrot and the stick. I hope that's been helpful. This is James Marshall. Signing out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Natural Lifestyles podcast. If you enjoyed our content and you'd like some more, then you can check out our YouTube channel, which is just The Natural Lifestyles. And if you want to find out about our live coaching and online coaching services, including our incredible live dating workshops, sexuality workshops, then you should check out our website, thenaturallifestyles.com. Thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.